You're watching KCMI-TV. Well, I'm glad you joined me today, and uh, I want to talk to you about something the Lord's really been dealing with me about personally. I want to talk to you about <clears throat> uh, mercy to people. And, uh, you know, being raised in church um, all of my life, I never was really involved in, in sin, as, you know, drinking and carousing and sleeping around, all those things. And um, there is a danger when you've never really tasted uh, the depths of sin that you can begin to lean on your own righteousness and you wind up in a place to where when you see other people with weaknesses, you're ready to lower the boom on them and indict them. And God brought this passage of scripture to my mind, um, and this is in the Gospel of John, and this is the eighth chapter. We're going to read several verses. It says in verse 1, Jesus went into the Mount of Olives, and early in the morning he came again into the temple, and all the people came unto him, and he sat down and he taught them. This is really where I want to start. The scribes and the Pharisees brought unto him a woman taken in adultery. And when they had set her in the midst, they said unto him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. Now Moses in the law commands us that such should be stoned. He said, what do you say? And uh, they said this tempting him that they might have to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and with his finger he wrote on the ground as though he heard them not. And when they continued asking him, he lifted up himself and he said unto him, He that is without sin among you, let him first cast a stone at her. And again he stooped down and he wrote on the ground. And when they heard it, being convicted by their own conscience, went out one by one, beginning at the eldest, even unto the last. And Jesus was left alone, and the woman standing in the midst. Um, this is an unusual story. And so here Jesus, he's in the temple, and he's teaching, and here come these, these scribes and these Pharisees, and they're dragging this woman. And uh, I, I can't imagine what, what she's going through in her own mind. <clears throat> and the, they set her down the midst, and um, I'm sure she's humiliated. She's terrified because she knows what's in the law, and she knows she's guilty, and she knows that they caught her in the middle of adultery. That in itself must have been uh, humiliating. And they, they set her down in the midst of all these people and everybody's watching her. And they looked at Jesus and they said, we caught this woman. This is not hearsay. We caught her in the very act of adultery. And Moses' law says that, that she has to be stoned. And they looked at him and said, what do you say? And, uh, you know, it was, <clears throat> there, was, there was no compassion. There was no mercy. And uh, 
I think one of the things that the church really needs help in is that we are so quick to pass judgment on each other. And I'm not, I'm not excusing what this woman did. But I'll, I want to show you something in the scriptures that I feel like that God wants us to see. And, you know, Jesus didn't say, well, you're right. Moses says stoner, so, so y'all stoner. Um, for a while, he ignored them. And uh, they insisting on telling him that, you know, we need an answer from you. And he's just writing on the ground. And there's there's... Nothing in history or the scriptures that tell us what Jesus wrote. We don't know. There's a lot of speculation that maybe he wrote, you know, their own sins or whatever. Um, but Jesus, he, he looks at him and he says this. You can stone him. You can stone her. And Moses' law gives you that right. And she's deserving of being stoned. But he said, those of you that don't have any sin in their own life, you get to be the first ones. And they stood there, and then all of a sudden, the Bible said that their own conscience reached back into, into that place of anonymity that nobody else knew about their own conscience began to bring back to them their own sin. And they dropped their stones and slowly they began to walk away. Um, this is what I, 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 one of the things that I want to talk to you about is that you and I would not be here today if it was not for the mercy of God. There's not a Christian alive on the planet that can say that I've never sinned or I don't have issues in my life. And you say, well, pastor, you know, I've never smoked, I don't curse. Um, you know, I've been faithful in my marriage and I don't, I don't, I don't have sin in my life. But here's the problem with the church. We want to identify outward sins and label them. And yet the scripture, so much of what it talks about that God hates as an abomination are the inward things. Every one of us struggle with the sin of unbelief. Every one of us struggle with the sin of unforgiveness. Um, there, there are so many areas in our life that if God wanted to, by the letter of the law now, just by the letter of the law, if God wanted to, he could immediately judge you and I and send us to hell and he would have the right to do so. And Jesus looked at them, he said, those of you that don't have any sin, you throw the first stone. The woman has to be terrified. She thinks she's going to die. And as they stood there, uh, they, they realized 
I can't throw the stone because I have issues in my, in my own life. They begin to drop the stones and they begin to leave. Um, in Later on in here, verse 10, it says, And when Jesus had lifted up himself, you know, it wasn't Jesus that convicted them. It was their own conscience. And uh, he lifted up himself. He didn't see any of the men. He said he only saw the woman. He said, woman, where are thine accusers that has no man condemned thee? And she said, no man, Lord, Jesus said unto her, neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. She should have been stoned. And so now all of a sudden, Jesus looked into her and he says, uh, where are those that wanted to stone you? And she said, they're gone. And Jesus is looking at her. And now think about this. The Bible says that Jesus is the chief cornerstone and he is the rock of ages. One verse says this, either we can fall on the rock and be broken through mercy or else the rock can fall on us or God can stone us and we'd be ground to powder. And that day when Jesus, who knew no sin, and he's the rock of ages, had the Mosaic law behind him to look at a woman that was guilty. And he could have said, I'm falling on you. And he could have stoned her with judgment. And yet he looked at her and he said, I'm not going to fall on you in judgment. He said, I'm going to let you fall on me in mercy. I was, as I was just reflecting on this podcast today, I, I went back, I thought of the Old Testament. And uh, there came a time when the Bible says that David is running from Saul. And the situation arises, and I believe it was God ordained that, that David comes upon Saul, and Saul's asleep. And uh, the Bible said a deep sleep came on them from the Lord, and David and his men came up on Saul and his company. And David's men said this to David. They said, let's kill him. He deserves to die. Let's kill him. And everything about Saul demanded judgment. David had the, the legal right, really, to kill Saul. But see, David, he said, I can't touch the Lord's anointed. I can't stone him. You know why? Because... <clears throat> Earlier on in his life, David had a rock in his hand. And instead of turning on his brothers, the Bible said he took that same stone and he used it to kill Goliath. And when it came time 
for David, who had the legal right to kill Saul because of what Saul had done to him, he didn't have any rocks to throw because he had already used them against the enemy. This is what I heard the Lord say. If we would stop taking the stones of judgment and throwing them at each other and stoning each other, and we would start using them on the giant, and those in the spirit world that have come against us, God said we'd have great victory. And when we're, we're coming into a season where the Lord is going to begin to bring people into the house of God that have been in great sin. And we're going to look at them and think they deserve to go to hell. The moment that we have that kind of spirit in us, we become a Pharisee. Because what here's what makes us different is that we have mercy. Mercy rejoices against judgment. When the Bible says this, that when you judge without mercy, then when you are judged yourself, it'll be without mercy. And it doesn't matter how much we pray or how much we fast or how much we think that we are so righteous. At the end of the day, God has the right to lower the boom on us, to stone us with judgment. And when Jesus looked at that woman, the law demanded that Jesus stone her. He's the only one in that group that have, could have picked up a stone and killed that woman and walked off with no blood in his hands because he was saying this, I have no sin. And the law says she had to die for what she did. But you know what he did, the Rock of Ages? He didn't stone her. He looked at her and said, this rock will not fall on you, but I'm going to let you fall on me. And he said, lady, he said, I don't condemn you either. But he said, you need to change your life. Go and sin no more. What do you think was more pleasing to God? A woman who went to hell that Let's, let's say they stoned her that day. And she went to hell because she'd been caught in adultery in the very act. Or that the angels rejoice because after an encounter with the Rock of Ages and mercy, she walked off and she had changed her, she changed her life. And from that day on, she was no longer a sinner, but she was in the kingdom of God. I think that the kingdom of God benefited a lot more from having another convert come into the kingdom than another individual go to hell for something that they were guilty of. I, I, I would just end this today. We have to be really careful. Maybe I'm preaching to myself. I've always had people tell me, Brad Kent, you know, you're a tough preacher. Um, but I, I feel this in my spirit. We're coming into a time 
where mercy is going to have to flow out of the house of God. And I really believe we're coming out of a time, we're coming into a time, you know, you can, you can tell people all day long what they're doing is wrong and really come against them. Or else you can tell them, look, I'm going to walk alongside of you and I'm going to love on you and we're going to get through this. The love of God is what's going to be the earmark of this last great move of the Lord. And if it was not for the love of God today, this preacher would be in hell. And a whole lot of you that I'm talking to would be there too because every one of us has done something that the book could have indicted us on. And yet, the blood of Jesus and the mercy of the Lord has been extended to us. So, as I end today, um, I want you to just reflect on this. Go back to the Lord and say, God, help me not to indict others, Lord, but to get the beam out of my own eye. Uh, I want to encourage you that, remember this, love covers a multitude of sins. I'm not saying we have to lower the standard. I'm not saying we have to condone sin. I am saying this, that there's a lot of people, if we'll give them another chance, they'll come to Christ. Well, this weekend's going to be an exciting weekend. Um, I've been looking forward to this. This will be the first time that uh, I've ever set up a tent in my ministry. And so October, it's this Friday and Saturday, I think it's 27th and 28th, uh, starting at 7 o'clock and um, 709 Rivergate Parkway right here in, in uh, Goodlettsville, which is just a suburb of Nashville. Uh, we're going to have tent revival. We're going to have a marvelous time. Listen, the weather's going to be great. We've already got the tent up. Brother Timothy Dixon, uh, he's given us the tent, and he's going to be there We've got Karen Wheaton going to minister, and we've got Tony Suarez going to minister. And um, I believe the Holy Ghost is going to be in this place. And so if you want more information, uh, you can go to regenerationnashville.org, and they give you the information. we got great parking, and we're going to have a great time. So come out and be with us in this tent revival. Uh, I love you. I'll see you next week. For more information about Kent Christmas Ministries International or Regeneration Nashville, go to kentchristmas.org or regenerationnashville.org.